welcome to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 48. In this minute, we learn how gullible half-man, half-shark can be, and how far Pat is willing to go for his new cabin boy. Get ready to set sail on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 48. Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 48. 48. Why? <laughs> and a uh, very special episode yet again. We have the comedic talents, the acting talents, all sorts of talents of Todd Robert Anderson. Actor, writer, uh, etc. extraordinaire. He has appeared on such television shows as You're the Worst, Hawaii Five-0 and Angie Tribeca. He has also appeared in feature films such as Blast from the Past and National Lampoon's Replicate. He's been in more than 60 national commercials and can currently be seen online doing web series at www.jokeybits.com and www.filmpigs.com. He's on various podcasts, including the Toncast and my favorite shitty movie podcast. Also, author of Don't Act, 101 Reasons Why You Shouldn't, and The Last Road Trip. Does that, uh, I know, it, it's insulting yeah, you got, to, you uh, got... to put you together in a few, just a few paragraphs to sum up the man <laughs> known as Todd Robert Anderson. How you got you everything. Actually, there's a new, I have a new horror novel out called The Headache Man. That that's new that just came out. So I'll just add that to that awesome list of I, I sound very accomplished now. I feel good. <laughs> Yay. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be part of this Cabin Boy Minute because it's such a minute. It is a true gem. It's amazing how much can happen. You know, when you isolate a minute from a movie, it's amazing how much can happen in that minute. This minute feels like it should have been like 15 minutes. You know, because they set up a whole contraption that throws a dummy out into the water for child. I mean, all that happens in this minute. And there's dancing, abuse of the cabin boy. I mean, you get it all. I mean, most minutes I sit down and I watch it once and I say, what the hell are we going to talk about in this minute? And then after a while, I start taking notes and stuff. I'm like, oh, there's too much to talk about here. There's a lot going on. Every time. So we got uh, we got Trina kind of uh, she just said I've been working on that diary for 15 years uh, gets angered uh, knowing that Nathaniel has uh, used it to light the stove and uh, tells him to dance boy dance and throws a beer can at him <laughs> kicking the pants to get him up on stage. But he's game though. That's the thing. Is it like he's like I'm doing this one more time for you. I mean, he's when he dances, he's really trying to perform. Well, yeah. we talked about that last minute in that with his whole dancing and the performance thing. It's like Nathaniel's got a bit of an entertainer in him. Mm-hmm. And there's a portion of him that you know likes the attention and likes expressing himself in various ways. There's stuff in the screenplay that Brian's read to us where you hear him like singing and doing all sorts of things. You know, you get the opening shot in the choir. He likes the attention. 
Yeah, for sure. Because he's a fucking child. (laughs) It stands to reason that he'd want that attention. (laughs) So let's jump right into one of the more uh, confusing parts of this here minute. Right at the beginning here. So she says, dance, boy, dance. He gets up onto his quote unquote stage. And the closed captioning and what I actually hear are two wildly different things. So the Keenor Lorber closed captioning, you hear an all right, which I think is from Cappy. And then you get two lines from Nathaniel. Hold him tonight and then just one bear cub to you, which is the line that comes where he ends with the the arms swing around and the point back to Trina. Uh Uh-huh. Can you repeat what it said? (laughs) (laughs) You, You get hold him tonight, just one bear cub to you. Yep. What, what, what? Who was doing that and like walked away? It was like, makes sense to me. So, That's obviously what he said. Here's my theory on that. I believe the closed captioner was like trying to hang in there up to this point. And they were just like, I don't understand this movie whatsoever. I don't know what the hell is going on. And this seemed like a reasonable thing after watching a floating cupcake, etc for somebody to say so now she or he has just thrown in the towel and is just kind of putting down whatever she thinks (laughs) that's great i'm fine with that i was watching this uh this movie called uh shark attack 3 megalodon uh Mm -hmm. the other day and and, you know it's one of these bulgarian productions you know so a lot of the people aren't speaking in english and they dub it and you can tell that the adr people at a certain point were just throwing stuff in for the fun of it because lips aren't <laughs> moving and people are going, fuck. And their faces <laughs> like, so they were just having fun. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So then we, uh, well, Trina seems to fire off, I would say half-heartedly uh, two beer cans at Nathaniel. Mm. And then we hear the first thump. You get the boom of Chalky hitting the boat. You get a, what the hell's that from Trina? There's another hit from Chalky. Paps dramatically kind of jumps up at the piano. A little overacting <laughs> there from James Gammon. You know, again, he's he's been through a lot. There's a possible concussion going on here. <laughs> and then uh, Nathaniel jumps off the stage and runs over to look over the railing. And then we get to see Chalky. Yeah, we see the, the hull. Some nice little details. There are some uh, barnacles you can see uh, on the bottom of the boat. Little fun fact, barnacles have the largest penis in relation to its size in the animal kingdom. Well, good for them. Is that why they're so bad for boats? Yes. There's so much sex going on that (laughs) nobody can get anywhere. Loads everything. (laughs) Are they bad for boats? Uh, Yeah, I guess they scratch things up. They they mess up the paint. Yeah. Can't they cause rot and whatnot? I, I know you're supposed to get the barnacles off your boat. You're not supposed to leave them there. Public service announcement here. Yeah. If you have a boat, make sure there's no barnacles on it. Get those barnacles off. Perhaps they attract shark men as well. So. <laughs> All right. So then they start trying to put it together here a little bit. Skunk comes up with his hot take and says uh, he must have sensed we were kind of debasing the kid a little bit. Now he's pissed. T- typical abuser, like sort of only half admitting to his abusive uh, <laughs> Maybe kind of, maybe a little bit. 
He was really doing it of his own accord. We were just here, you know. So we get Cappy. Uh, if he opens up that hole any wider, we're all going to be bunking on the bottom tonight. Uh, this is my favorite line reading in this minute because it's so fucking casual. he's the captain of a boat that it's going to sink and he's saying it's going to sink but he does not care at all (laughs) yeah he's just looking over the side like "Eh." (laughs) yeah we're gonna die we're gonna drown oh well i mean they say there's a hole in the boat i don't see a hole when they cut to the where he's hitting you know i don't see a hole we've never seen a hole in the boat yeah i only knew about the barnacles i don't know that much more about boat care sorry (laughs) We brought you on as a boat consultant. <laughs> Are you the correct Todd Robert Anderson? <laughs> I ha- I, there's a lot of boats in my neighborhood. There's no water to speak of to put them on, but there's a lot of boats on trailers. Maybe try ramming your head into one a few times and see what effect that <laughs> well, has. Yeah, yeah, you give me give me five minutes. <laughs> Shot. Knocking on doors. <laughs> smashing my head on my neighbor's boat. <laughs> Damn it, Anderson, what the fuck are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was just checking, seeing what it felt like to be a shark. <laughs> Thanks. No, I'm good. I'm done. Thanks. At the hospital the next day, you got a concussion. How? Because <laughs> uh, of a minute in Cabin Boy. I'm sorry. <laughs> a minute in what? Oh, that's understandable. <laughs> oh, we got another Cabin Boy injury. <laughs> it's a guy chat open. It's next door. We're gonna have to have guests sign liability forms before. <laughs> we should probably do that anyway. <laughs> Your mental health is in jeopardy. <laughs> So then we get Paps. Uh, we got to throw the kid overboard. He's always aggressively trying to get Cabin Boy killed. That's like that character's whole through line through this whole movie. Is just, he just wants to dispatch of this piece of shit. Seems like an extreme measure. <laughs> right won't. for it. There's no, there's no buildup. <laughs> no. It's it's another opportunity to kill Cabin Boy, so it's going to get that in right away. I mean, in fairness, so we get the next line, right? Maybe Paps has different motives, So, but then Skunk comes in, right? Wait a second, maybe there's a way out of this. And we start to see the setup of their plan, right? Mm-hmm. So, well, first off, I guess it appears on the surface that they don't actually or won't actually throw him overboard. So why not? Why wouldn't they just throw him overboard? Why come up with this big plan uh, either way? This could have been their way out, you know, throw him overboard and then, hey, uh, you know, sorry, he got eaten by a shark man or something. Mm. Well, I mean, if it had been up to Big Teddy and Paps, they would have just tossed him over the edge. Right. But, you know, you got Cappy and Skunk, again, don't appear to want to actually kill him. You've got Trina there, who, you know, I think also is not nearly as uh, willing to dispose of human life as the rest of the crew. So there's enough backup there to allow him to stay on the boat. Wow. it's a, It makes it sound so much more like Apocalypse Now than <laughs> Cabin Boy. <laughs> Oh, 
Cappy says to himself every night. He's <laughs> fallen into bed. Well, we've come to learn it is a, a quite the deep movie. <laughs> There's a lot of layers. Speaking of a lot of layers, so now we see a cut to a dummy being used as uh, some sort of decoy. And they they seem to, actually, the production designers or whoever, you know, seem to actually put together like an operational pulley system kind of catapult. I mean, uh, on analysis, it seems to actually operate. Yeah, they've got, like, I was, I was looking at it, there's whatever kind of length of, it looks like, fabric and rope and whatever else kind of attaching the boom to the far side of the boat. And then uh, Brian James, Big Teddy, is pulling back on the other side to get it out there. Some uh, decent practical effects tossed in here of like, yeah, we're actually going to launch this thing off. A catapult is a ballistic device used to launch a projectile a great distance without the aid of gunpowder or other propellants. The earliest catapults date to at least the 4th century B.C. In ancient China, they had something known as the Manganel, and uh, the word catapult is from ancient Greece, kata being downwards, and palo being to toss or hurl. Yeah. In, uh, when I was in the a night- kid, I had a neighbor who built a catapult in his in his backyard. Really? Yeah. Did they did they launch? Like dirt and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> dirt and shit. Rocks, you know. That's into the it's woods. Just- it's an odd day. We're doing dirt. If you want to do shit, you got to come tomorrow. <laughs> All right. So they set up their contraption. They got their decoy. And Cappy gives the go ahead with the letter rip. Get a little dramatic uh, musical swell from uh, Bartek. And then Big Teddy lets it go. And when it's going, I mean, we see, if you take a look at Nathaniel, you know, he's, I described him as regally kind of standing there and just smiling as it launches. Yes. The look on his face throughout that is fantastic. He's He's got his, like, arms behind his back, I think, like, kind of clasped behind his back, and he's just kind of watching the whole thing. Trina yeah. and Skunk kind of uh, ducking, you know, to stay out of the way. Uh, what do you think Cappy and uh, Big Teddy are talking about? Yeah, they did seem to be in some sort of exchange back there. Maybe Cappy is trying to convince Big Teddy that this is a better idea than actually throwing Nathaniel over. Maybe he it, just wants to know who put the dummy together. They don't. They're also confused. <laughs> who, who put this together? Where that got together quick? Where did that come from? <laughs> Paps, is that yours? What? <laughs> I mean, what do we think of uh, Skunk's plan here? Is this a sound plan? The the catapulting a dummy? I mean, he says, you know, I think there's a way out of this. It, it comes up really fast, is my point. I don't, it's not, it doesn't seem well thought out, but it does work. So, I don't know. I, th- I think he does an amazing job of putting a catapult together that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is functional and and totally works. It's it works. And and how he came up with that so fast because it doesn't even seem like to me that it would work. You know, when I saw the dummy, I wondered who who would make this dummy. Is the man shark gonna fall for it? I don't know. Uh, it looks a little like they were trying to make a Freddy Krueger or something. <laughs> so I don't know why the shark would chase that. But it all works. So kind of a miraculous moment, I would say. 
I agree. And I, I mean, but I guess that's my point, right? What when he finds out it's a decoy, don't you think he's going to get even more pissed? Yeah. Unless he's like the kind, cause he does have, again, he has that kind of fatherly thing going on. So it could he could be like a, like that kind of dad joker. He, he's like, aha, you got me. That's good. He might, <laughs> he might think it's funny. This is like why a, another perspective is good. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. Played a game with us. <laughs> yeah that was one of my questions like what's what's the next step once he has that dummy what is he doing with it well you're right the whole thing was really a band-aid on a gaping wound kind of thing <laughs> i see what you're saying but yeah. i mean for the moment it distracted the shark you know like when you pretend to throw a stick for a dog and he runs mm. after it and you didn't because you're an asshole i don't know why you would do that to a dog <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, you know, I don't think that they that he was thinking down the road. He wasn't thinking about the future at all. It was a fix for a moment, not Fair. thinking of down the road. You know, And, and it worked. I mean, I, it, to his credit, it certainly worked. We don't know what transpired uh, with the decoy uh, and Chucky meeting each other. But, uh, you know, perhaps it's like a castaway Wilson situation at this point. <laughs> Just immediately identifies with the dummy, go takes him downstairs to his shark lair, downstairs underwater to his shark lair, spend some time. Well, yeah. And downstairs may technically not be incorrect because Andy, uh, Kenny does come from stairs underwater. So (laughs) that's a good point. This is true. (laughs) Very good point. All right. So Skunk uh, speaks up. There goes your little buddy, Nathaniel. Go play with him. Play nice. What a good way to end a minute. This. With sarcastic yeah. play nice. I, I just <laughs> a real crescendo at the end, you know? Yeah, we, we get some minutes that end, like, right in the middle of a line or just, uh, like, there's, like, mid-action. <laughs> this one had a real nice clean. It's, it's a good yeah. clean ending. And it's the progression of the whole thing, the whole minute. It's just – it's a little mini movie unto itself. So So many things happen. It's great. It is great. And it's satisfying at the end. <laughs> like, right, that, yes. that that line is a satisfying button to that whole thing. Yeah. Catapulting a dummy. What, I, why? But it works. Great. Play nice, you dumb shark man and shark. <laughs> little. Hey, re- respect her for Chalky, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's been some heated debate over Chalky on this uh, podcast. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. I love Chalky. I was doing, you know, from from the point of view of the Brian Doyle Murray and, you know, that moment when he mm. was sarcastically talking to the shark. I tricked you, you stupid man shark. <laughs> that was his <laughs> subtext. I see. I see. All right. To give you uh, yet another layer of the scene here, I am going to go ahead and uh, read a little bit from the screenplay. We'll see some variations in this particular minute. Here goes a little later. The show party is going full tilt. Nathaniel sways from a hook, singing Bill Bailey as Skunk, Graybar, and Paps hit him with sticks as if he were a pinata. Ah. Yeah. Trina is into the swing of things now as she engages in arm wrestling contests with the fishermen. Big Teddy grunts as Trina slams his arm down. Big Teddy, damn it, woman. What did your old lady feed you growing up? He hands her a crumpled bill. She adds it to a stack of money in front of her. Trina, Hmm. 
Next. Suddenly, there is a loud thud from under the boat. Everyone stops what they're doing. Another thud. Big Teddy, what the hell's that? Skunk, something's ramming the boat. Nathaniel, swinging dumbly from the hook. Who'd have the nerve to be ramming the boat at this hour? <laughs> and then uh, uh, a little change in, uh, in meaning here in the next exchange. So underwater beneath the boat, Chalky, the shark man, repeatedly swims headfirst into the hull of the boat. After each impact, he rubs his head in pain. <laughs> there you go. Exterior, the deck, a moment later, skunk, realizing, oh no, I'm afraid to say it, Graybar, good gravy, man, don't jerk us around, speak, skunk, Chalky, he must know the kid brought the girl on board, now he's jealous, mm. Daniel, doesn't he understand we can all be friends, I think he's being incredibly immature, Big Teddy, well, why don't you go the hell down there and explain that to him? Wow. Yeah. Huh. Wow, indeed. Wow. <laughs> I mean, just the distilling down of the the entire giant party sequence to a couple of arm movements and then mm. the shark is hitting the boat. That's like a big – there was a meeting that morning. Many meetings. <laughs> Notes coming in. No hook. Damn it. Yeah. No hook. No sticks. Now the meaning changes. You know, the interpretation by the crew is that – Chalky is jealous of uh, Nathaniel for taking Trina on board. That's a very different situation than what we see in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Todd, we had theorized because obviously, you know, Trina is found swimming in Hell's Bucket. Mm-hmm. And look, she's swimming from Maryland to Maryland. The whole story is suspect, and we kind of mm-hmm. didn't believe it. And part of us were theorizing that. Somehow she's a mythical creature trying to trick the crew into getting her on board by swimming by the boat. So this is what made me think that perhaps her and Chucky are actually some sort of maybe uh, lovers or something. And that's why he would be uh, upset over this. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that that would <laughs> but that would change so much in, in the overall Cabin Boy story. I mean, Chucky loving Cabin Boy. Not the lady, I think, is a more interesting comedic choice than than a jealous, spurned lover thing. I think they did the right thing, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So let's see. So they launch the dummy overboard. Chalky swims after it. And it could be that when he's going to go fight Mulligan, he's doing it to protect Trita. And his kind of wave goodbye at the end, he's accepted that she is now in love with Nathaniel. And he's moving on from her. And he approves of Nathaniel as uh, Trina's lover and companion. Huh. How, how mature okay. of him. <laughs> well, he is a gentleman. Very interesting. Very progressive. You know, sort of a, they, they have like some sort of ethical non-monogamy thing going in the man shark world. Or, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Tells Bucket Man anything goes. <laughs> All right, so who wins the scene? I mean, I win the scene, I feel. Uh, oh. Oh. As an audience member, I've won. Like, it was very satisfying. <laughs> I'm the winner. I mean, honestly, if, if it's winning the scene, you know, performance-wise, is that is that sort of what we're talking about? 
Yeah, like who stands I mean, out the most? Who, yeah, who won? I mean, I, I mean for me, because because he gets the dance in there, it's uh, Elliot. If he does the dance in a minute, he wins the minute. That's that's how it is for me. It's <laughs> very like that dance. We won't ask you to perform it, but <laughs> was it part of your uh, proposal to your wife? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I was I I played down the cabin boy uh, fandom uh, until <laughs> after everything was signed and uh, <laughs> it was all legal and she was trapped and then I was like oh hey let's watch cabin boy what you didn't tell me this before this wasn't Wise part move. of the deal no. <laughs> I was debating either skunk or Chalky for who wins this scene. And to be honest, I felt myself hesitating on Chalky because on a previous episode, there was, in my estimation, a lot of disrespect from you gentlemen on uh, Chalky and how great Chalky is. So I I did find myself being uh, a little peer pressured into not picking Chalky. But then again, I looked at Skunk and I thought maybe I was just picking him because he really had the most lines and not necessarily because he did so great. So ultimately... <laughs> it's a ultimately, common mistake. Common mistake. <laughs> he had the most lines, so obviously he's, he won. Right. So ultimately I went with Chalky winning the scene because I just thought he just brings the most to the scene overall. It's fair. Yeah. He he's got a great uh, great presence. Mm. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I I made perhaps a common mistake in that I gave Skunk the scene. Ah. Yes, he had the most lines, but I also thought he was engaged this scene. He was there. He's being creative, bringing some feel in here. When Brian Doyle Murray is on, it's a good time. So I got Skunk winning the scene with an honorable mention for Nathaniel, given his just again the dance. And then just the stupid ass look on his face during the whole like catapult scene and all that. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. I considered skunk too, just cause he did have some lines, but in the end I, I went with Paps. I Whoa. just thought Whoa. he got behind that. We got to throw that kid overboard and his wave at the end. I really enjoyed what the effort he did put in, even if it was slightly overacting, it was Paps and it was great. So we have four of us. And we have four different answers. Again, the wonder of Cabin Boy. <laughs> it's so it's so many things to so many different people. Yes. Yeah. It's truth. All right. Uh, gags per minute. I got six. Uh, number one, dance boy dance. And then when she throws the beer can. Uh, number two, this one goes out to you, sweetie. Number three, we got to throw the kid overboard. Number four. Uh, just a Nathaniel decoy. Uh, number five, go play with him. Play nice. And then number six is just Pap's wave at the end. Really appreciate that. Okay. Mr. Anderson, did you, uh, did you prepare I, I, a gag you know, I, didn't, I didn't count up the gags. I apologize. I mean, the, those six sound correct. I mean, but I also, <laughs> I, I, I would just add to that list. I do think, and especially reading this, hearing the screenplay, now the the act of banging a head against the mm. the bottom of a boat, I would call that a gag. You know, I mean, mm. it would have been more pointed if he had hurt, <laughs> hurt his head every time. It would have been funnier, but like just butting your head into the side of a boat—that's that's a gag. Agreed. All right, I have uh, I have five and a half 
Number one is the ass kick with Dance Boy Dance. Number two is when he restarts dancing and says, this one goes out to you. Number three is just overall chalky. Uh, my half is just the line, now he's pissed. So I guess four and a half is the dummy decoy. And then five and a half is uh, play nice and paps his wave I kind of combined together. Okay. So, uh, Scott, I got you at six. Todd, I'm putting you at seven, given that you agreed with Scott's six and you wanted yeah, to add the headbanging. And Brian, you're at five and a half. This, this will right. be interesting. You're, you're yeah. doing some funny math here. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I came up with a GPM of seven. Oh, typical. All right. <laughs> Just, just so Todd knows, whoever gets closest to the average wins a prize on gags per minute. And Rob does the determinations here. And we see week after week, he's kind of fudging the numbers to, to get the prize. I see. <laughs> okay. So, a GPM is seven. Dance Boy Dance, uh, the Bear Cub slash Out to You line. That's, added... a, that's a question because then the subtitles are providing an extra gag, really. The wonky right. subtitles are an extra bonus gag. Where does that figure in? Well, because I didn't pay close enough attention to the audio, I just assumed it was Bear Cub. <laughs> so that becomes a single gag. Uh, I gave a gag to the throwing of the cans by Trina, Paps' reaction to the boat getting rammed, uh, Chucky ramming the boat, the uh, he's pissed line from Skunk, and just kind of Skunk's whole like delivery at that point, and then the play nice wave at the end. So that gives me a GPM of seven. So, GPM of seven. Todd also has a GPM of seven. Brian with a five and a half. Scott with six. I think we're going to go with an average GPM of, I think that puts us at about six and 6. a quarter. 6.37, yeah. <laughs> 6.37, all right, so you didn't get it. So, Scott, Scott you win GPM this week. Woo! time. So, you win a private screening of Playing With Sharks a documentary of the life of Valerie Taylor, an Australian marine conservationist, diver, and filmmaker who both inspired and helped to film Jaws. Assuming that you have proof of COVID vaccination, you'll be joined in person by Russ Tamblin and virtually by Mrs. Taylor and the writer-director, Sally Aitken. Wow. And then where, where do I have to go for this? The location is to be determined, but it will take place uh, during Shark Week in August later this year. Oh, good. Good. Is this a real thing, Rob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I don't believe him, you guys. <laughs> well, th this is one I'm actually upset that I lost. <laughs> Sounds exciting. You're going to screen a thing and then you'll meet the, the people. That's great. Has to do yeah. with sharks. Yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. All right. So uh, funny, not funny. I mean, for me, it was it was funny. It was very funny. You know, I mean, if you start a minute with a woman throwing beer cans at a, a man <laughs> that out of the gate, I'm having a good time I'm having a chuckle. It's funny. <laughs> throwing beer cans is funny at a guy dancing. That's funny. I, I have it as not funny. I thought that it it just kind of doesn't make any sense overall. I thought the dummy thing isn't that funny. <laughs> What of this minute does not make sense? Why, why is he hitting his head? Why, why are they throwing the dummy? I don't know. It just it didn't really connect with me on the level of inspection I did 
There, there was no real standout line, I felt. It, it, the whole scene could have easily been left out. And, and I, I would have actually rather seen the, like, Trina arm wrestling scene than, mm. than this. Sorry, fans. But uh, <laughs> I didn't find it fun. I was on the line with this one. I really was. But I ended up going with Bunny. Mm. It was a tough minute, but uh, I think they pull it together with the with the beer can throwing it always it, it, that wins me over the dance and and Paps with his extreme measures for wanting to kill Nathaniel. I think you did the right thing, Scott. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate it. You're both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I also deemed it to be not funny. Not that it did not have entertaining aspects to it. But it was more of a action sequence, as much action as Cabin Boy can have. <laughs> you know, action sequence with comedic elements versus just straight up funny. So it, it falls into the not funny category for me. All right. That's too bad. That's too bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. It's just, you know, you know, as we go through the entire movie and have to compare each scene to things like, you know, the bunny and fisherman's Greek and getting spit in the face with tobacco. It just, you, you got, there's a curve. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Well, Todd, Robert Anderson, this was an absolute pleasure having you on cabin boy minute podcast. Thanks for having me. It's, it's been great. Uh, I love that you guys do this podcast. It's fantastic. Yeah, well, I mean, it was certainly great to have you on, have your perspective. Can you tell us anything that maybe you're working on, anything coming up uh, that uh, our fans can look for you in? Or um, Well, the, there's the aforementioned My Favorite Shitty Movie, which is uh, live. You can watch it live on Facebook and Twitter every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. You know, if you don't fast forward through commercials, you, you can see me uh, screaming about buns. Uh, in a Wendy's commercial, uh, <laughs> and uh, maybe uh, I'll pop up on Good Girls this season here and there in oh. small capacities. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if I can say. That. I don't. There's so many NDAs in my life. I don't know what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not. Uh, but I, I think that's. I think it's okay to just say I'll be there. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Awesome. And we will stick some. Uh, links into the episode notes with uh, where we can follow you on Twitter and or buy your books available on Amazon. Please do. Please do. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. And thank you all for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 48. We'll see you next time on Minute 49. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. again for joining us on cabin boy minute please help spread the word tell your friends about us and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action details on how to support the pod or leave us a message or find us on twitter at at cabin boy minute we look forward to joining you again next week bon voyage